we uh, presented last week uh, a question that uh, is independently a good question. It also relates to what had been discussed previously, um, the whole concept of uh, true self-identity. And the question that we touched on was that there seems to be uh, what at the surface seems to be um, conflicting uh, kind of a role or identity that we should have for ourselves. Uh, on the one hand, say for Achinoch through the mitzvahs of Karm Pesach, describing Kalisrol, Torah, wanting Kalisrol to feel about itself as a nation of kings and princes, extremely exalted, and uh, that affects how the Karm Pesach is to be eaten in a manner that kings and princes eat for us to feel that great level that we achieved with Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And on the other hand, we see in the Chomus Alvobos the uh, critical, fundamental need for a person to give up any and all attitudes and feelings and conduct of mastery so that it could be simply and purely and only a servant of Hashem. But that has to come before anything and everything else in the Torah. That recognition of himself as purely the servant and Hashem as the sole, single, only, absolute master. And it makes it a little bit um, hard to put together. How do I feel? Exaltedness, kingship, princeliness, if I'm just purely, totally a servant, totally submissive. Of course, we have the concept of uh, the servant of the great king. It's like a king. But how do we relate to it? How do we feel it? Um, I try to like borrow the marshal, but for it to be a, a real life experience, seems to be not simple at all. We're giving up and submitting completely, being purely a servant. How could there at the same time be that feeling of the highest greatness. To try to address this, we start taking a look at the Ramban where he discusses the mitzvah emuna, which is found in the Spirish and Yisro, and the passing of Enoch Hashem and in the Pirish of the Ramban and Sefer HaMitzvah, and the first mitzvah, as I say, of emuna, and by Losa says, Mitzvah Hei, the Mitzvah of Zara, where the Ramban uh, several times, quite consistently, is calling the Mitzvah Amuna Kabolas Malchushamai, accepting Hashem as the king. And he even brings a marshal, the king comes to the country, and uh, he's asked to make decrees, and he says they cannot make decrees until he's accepted, until his kingship is accepted. Otherwise, his, his decrees cannot be fulfilled or accomplished. And that is the muscle that the uh, Chilta is giving for the mitzvah, the mitzvah, 
have to first be accepting Hashem as the king. But Rabban says this is was accomplished by the Jewish people in Mitzrayim, where the Torah says, the people believed in Hashem. And it's hard for us to understand what is the, the aspect of accepting Hashem as the king um, in the way that it relates to Amuna, but yet somewhat distinct. It's, it's been, Amuna has been called Kabbalah's Malchus, but we're calling it Kabbalah's Malchus. Just say, there's Amuna. Hashem is the total master, creator. Of course, he's the master of the world. What room is there for acceptance of Hashem as the key? It's called Kabbalah. And if there is something that's distinct as acceptance of Hashem as the king and us perhaps to be a service, to serve him, then that would be a separate concept. How is it being defined as one single concept? The Rabban says, uh, Muna is acceptance of Hashem and acceptance of Hashem is the Muna. He calls each one the other. So it seems to indicate that there is something of a unique nature of acceptance of Hashem's kingship, but at the same time, it's contained in the basic recognition of Hashem as the creator. So how do these work together? How, how can we understand this? What is, what is Ramban really mean with all of this? And of course, we can understand that in order for there to be a full, complete amuna. We have to be willing to accept the full impact of that. So there is a place to need the willingness to accept Hashem as the king in order to have him. Does that mean that there would be nothing, no awareness, no recognition? Or maybe it would be sort of, out of put out of sight, out of mind. It wouldn't be fully embraced. It wouldn't be real. So to have a real, full, clear, and living contact with that knowledge of Hashem as the Creator, we need to be able to accept Him. But still, that's not sufficient. Because the Ramban is saying that that acceptance is contained in the moon itself. And not just that's a prerequisite to necessary requirement. And Muna itself, itself embodies, contains within it the acceptance of Hashem as the king. So there's something of a Muna of its basic elements, knowing Hashem as the creator, that contains within it accepting Hashem as the king, and then is described as that. Ban says, what does it mean they should know? And it means it's in my heart. It's real to me. I'm aware of it. I'm living with it. It's, it's my reality. It's not just like a nice, um, you know, piece of information, but that, that's, that's then could be forgotten about. It's to whatever degree I'm able to know this, understand it, I'm starting with the, the starting point that, as Rabban says, um, 
B'nai Israel called that they were witnesses to this, to having witnessed the miracles of Mitzrayim. The, the first hand observation of Hashem being in control of all the powers of nature was what clarified to B'nai Israel at that time, and then it's passed down generation to generation, and of course recorded in the Torah and known to us through that. That's Hashem is the full master of everything that's in existence in this from the point of being its creator and ongoing creator. And that we had the best first hand knowledge of this and the existence of Hashem through the communication in Hasina itself. So what could be the commandment of Emunah? That this should be alive by us. That this, this awareness, and this clarity should be full and real. As opposed to allowing it to, when the Torah talks about be aware not to forget Hashem. Does that mean that there will be a total, totally forgotten? My assumption is that there could be some point where, of course, Hashem knows where we have lapsed into a state of this is like not alive by me, not real to me anymore. It's, it's dull. It's significantly forgotten. Even though you could ask me, do you know who made the world? Of course, I'll have the answer. But to my life, I can really fall into a state of giving myself credit for my accomplishments, etc. So there's a state that's called forgetting Yeshem. And there's a state of awareness. But that awareness, Ambana is describing as the acceptance of Hashem as the king. King and servant is a unique relationship. We would have thought those are two separate things. There's Hashem as the king, and there's Hashem as the creator, and there's another aspect. That's we are called to be his servants. We are we are given to have a relationship with him. He's gonna be relating to us like a king with servants. That's that seems to be like a distinct concept. And yet Ramban is saying that acceptance is essentially contained in the Muna. The Muna Belakus, the now the full, complete and alive knowledge of Hashem as the creator in its, in its proper form contains within it innately where it's where it's allowed to take place, where it's not resisted, where I'm willing for this to be taking that form, it takes the form of acceptance of Hashem as the king and myself as the servant. So I'm trying to find a way how these two go directly together. And I think there might be a simple way. I want to approach this. Um, I like to try to make a little experiment together. Um, I recently had uh, some good time in, in Dallas. I was staying in a house that was empty. It was nice and calm and peaceful. 
quiet and well lit and um, pretty cool. So it was very conducive to some calm reflection. So I want you to join me in the following experiment. I want you to imagine waking up one morning um, in a very unique state of complete memory loss, such that you don't recall anything, have no preconceived notions, no knowledge of anything that has come before in your life. But full power of reasoning and logic, and also, at least for a short time, uniquely super powers of perception. You can literally, literally perceive everything that exists in the universe. You can see till the end of the galaxies. Anybody know how many galaxies there are? How many stars there are? Okay, you don't need the Hubble telescope. You see it all. You see all the eco ecosystems working in their harmony. You see every sunset that's taking place on earth and every sunrise. You see every cell and every atom that's functioning with all its complexity. You see all the beauty, all the enormity, all the symmetry, all the harmony, all the complexity that exists in the creation. You see it all at once. So of course, you see the creator through the creation. You see something about the creator, such interconnection of everything in, in the world. Everything is taking and giving to one another. Perfect organization. But you also are aware of another element in the creation. You're aware of your own uniqueness. You are aware that you alone are the creation or the type of creation in this vast, enormous universe that has knowledge of the creator. All other created beings, they function perfectly as designed, but they function by, by compulsion or by instinct. They don't have the intelligence to perceive the creator. But you can be aware, you are aware, as we are, that we have the intelligence to be able to know that there is the creator. That creator has given to us, to the human being uniquely, the capacity to have a connection with him, to know him as the creator, to know of him as the creator. And you also have some sense of the full complexity of the human experience. 
you see that you have within you qualities of nobility and also powerful negative forces that drive against that, that could pull against that. And you see in yourself the ability to make a choice between one aspect of your personality and the other. And together with all this, of course, you're also aware that the creator who has put in place this fantastic, indescribable, unfathomable creation has a purpose in the creation. And you cannot help but know that if you are the being who is the one in creation that can know the creator, that you must be the one who is the focus of the creation through which its purpose will be achieved. You may not even know yet exactly what that is, but you know that this creation must be put in place for you, that through you it will be achieved. And that you have the capacity to be involved, to choose to bring that about. Because you have freedom of will. You sense in yourself freedom of will. And you can know that that freedom of will, that quality, is also critical in the achievement of the purpose of the creation. You can know the creator, or as you can even sense in yourself, you could choose to not know him, to put him aside, to forget about him. You can choose to be aware of him fully aware of. And if as you are allowing yourself to be aware of him, you are recognizing that his entire creation must have a purpose that could warrant this creation and that you are the one for whom, through whom, and by whom that purpose will be achieved then you have come to be aware that Hashem, the creator, has made you as the being to bring about the purpose of his creation. So what is that other than Hashem is the master, Hashem is the, the king of this creation, and you are the servant to bring it about. You are the one who will be the one who can only be the one to bring about the purpose of this creation, which of course must be worthy of all of this complexity and, and beauty and amazing, who knows, what can, what can we say? Kindness, interconnection, oneness, you will be the one who could achieve a purpose that 
this entire creation could be intended for, you must be the one who is the one to bring it about. So you are that servant that has the power, uniquely designed being to bring about the purpose of the creation of which you will be the beneficiary because only you can be the one who can achieve the peak good of the creator as the one who can know the creator. That is Kabbalah's Malchus of Hashem. That is Amuna and knowing your relationship with Hashem that are coming together. But it's all based on the fact that there cannot be creation without a purpose. The creation cannot be and is not just creation of matter, creation of physical existence. It's creation with purpose, creation with purpose that the human being will be the one, can only be the one to achieve that purpose. Oh, then you know who you are and you know what you are. You are the created being with the full capacity to bring about the purpose of the Almighty's creation. That is, that is connection. That is already a start of the closest connection. Hashem as the creator has given to you the ability, the unique ability to bring about his purpose in the creation which must be of an infinitely good nature. So you are knowing in that muna, in that recognition, with that willingness to have that connection, without resisting it, without turning away from it, you are coming to be aware of Hashem as the creator and yourself as the servant who will be his means of bringing about, as he has designed it, as he knows this must be the way to bring about his purpose. And that is all contained in the basic Amuna Hashem. Recognition of Hashem as the creator is not complete, is not meaningful. Will be will be, be meaningless Hashem to be creating without purpose. And that purpose cannot be achieved by any other creation. So I must be the one who is the means to bring about the purpose. When I know that Hashem is the creator with a purpose, with myself as the focus of that purpose and the one to bring about that purpose, then I know Hashem as Melech, as the creator who is involved in the creation and I as the evident, the servant to bring it about. So if I have, is there anything else in my existence, other than that, there cannot be anything else because that's Hashem has designed me as this, with this as his purpose, for his very great good purpose. A purpose that I could be fully willing to embrace, fully confident that it will be infinitely good. But that is the entirety of my definition in my existence in this state, in the world. And how will that make me feel? I would imagine very, very great. <laughs> Through what? By the fullness of my being 
the servant of Hashem, to bring about his purpose. With nothing lessening that awareness, with nothing conflicting with it, without taking any kind of other mastery to myself that would lessen my awareness of Hashem as the creator and myself as the agent and the recipient of his kindness and his goodness in this creation, which can only be for his, uh, in the form of kindness, because Hashem is perfect and above any, any need, beyond any need whatsoever. So all we really need to do is to let go of the more sort of um, incomplete or limited or preconceived notion of what it means to be a servant. That's why it's good to have the memory loss. And I have no more preconceived notions. All I know is Hashem has created this world, created me to be the one to bring it to its, to bring my stuff, to be accomplishing what Hashem has intended. That it must be through me. I'm being given the capacity to choose to even to know Hashem or to turn away from it, to, to accept this or to not accept this. I could sense within myself some kind of a potential resistance to it, to want to be separate and not totally connected as the servant of Hashem, to seek some kind of independent existence. And if I can give that up for embracing the truth of that oneness with Hashem as his servant, then I will have the full greatness of what that contains. Even before I know the details, even before I even know the fullness of that plan, which is, of course, the maximum good that could possibly be bestowed, which is the only thing that can come from the creator of infinite nature, which Hashem must be. But even before I know that, I know that this creation is for a purpose. And I am the one to bring about the creator's purpose and to receive it. So that is a cause of very great exaltedness, while at the same time coming with being purely, which is the truth, nothing other than the servant of Hashem. Servant of Hashem is not coming from submission, sacrifice of myself, giving up of my desires, my needs, for the sake of Hashem's needs or Hashem's desires. It's only coming from recognition of my true definition. And the created being of Hashem to bring about all the good that he wants to bestow and to receive it. That's, that's my true self. That's who I am, the servant king. This is the most exalted, most possibly exalted being that they could possibly be. The one who's, bring, who's to bring about the purpose of Hashem's creation, the infinitely good purpose. Does this make sense to anybody? <laughs> yes, Ramesha, go ahead. So, in this thought experiment that you set up, there wasn't yes. any tzivoy. 
There was never no. a, a message saying you have to. No. So does the Tsivoy perhaps uh, throw a wrench in that whole thought experiment? Yes. Oh, so it seems that the Ramban is saying that this was accomplished by B'nai Yisrael in Mitzrayim, where there wasn't even any Tsivoy yet. Shem said to B'nai Yisrael, Am I Hashem who you accepted? Who's Malchus, who's Kingship you accepted in Mitzrayim. And they said, yes. There, there was no command yet. There was, of course, come Pesach, Mila, but the, innate, the innate acceptance of Rabban says, Ketajin the Pasuk, And like it says, That's the Amuna of seeing the Nisim that came from that, contained within it, B'nai Yisrael's recognition of themselves. So essentially, this Kabbalah is just recognition of the truth that is not being blocked by that power in a person to turn away from it and to try to be independent and separate. Of which there could be it's quite a significant power. And the awareness of that power and the choice in that process to embrace the truth that brings me connected to Hashem is... That's, that's, that's preceding. And Anochi was also asking B'nai Yisrael to affirm that, directing them to affirm that, which they did. They said, hein the hein. They affirmed that Amuna and they committed themselves to hold on to that. So in a sense, the mitzvah is just the revealing the need for this foundation, for the rest of the Torah to then proceed afterwards. In the case of the mushal, it has to be something of that nature as well. The nation has to come and say, we are defining ourselves as your servant. That's, that's who we are. That's what we are. We are a nation that is dedicated to your service out of the recognition of you being the king that can teach us, that can guide us, that could awaken us to wisdom. And, and we are recognizing this privilege to be your nation and giving of ourselves to be fundamentally, essentially your nation and committed to follow whatever you will ask of us up to life itself. Which is part of the Kabbalah's Malchus Shemayim every day. But essentially is the recognition that Hashem is the, the Melech, we are his, we are his creation. Is created being a nation cultural of the nation to carry out his purpose. And anything that is, is called upon is all part that we are embracing from the very outset. Then will come the specific instructions, but it has to all be on the, on the foundation of this being an expression of that relationship. What am I doing as the servant? and carrying out the mission of the king. There's also the aspect of giving glory to the king, that he has such a nation, that he has such truth and such justice and such kindness to bestow that we want to manifest. But essentially, it's carrying out his purpose. We are embracing that just by recognizing the truth of our existence which has not, no other meaning, no other, no other purpose to it. There's nothing else about it. 
except what Hashem has in mind, which is very, very good. So it's fascinating that the Ramban is explaining that the Medrash is saying that this, this is being utilized by Hashem. It seems like that, like Bidavka, it has to come first on its own before any Tzivu. The Tzivu is just calling them to reaffirm that, but they already had that recognition of their own in Mitzrayim. They were shown the, they were shown the Nisan, of course. They were given to understand, to recognize it, but they accomplished something in recognizing it. The Mitzrayim didn't recognize it. They also could have recognized it. Kabbalah so recognized it. They embraced that. They, they, they gained the full awareness of it. The full awareness of it carries with it the awareness of my awareness. I am recognizing Hashem and I am knowing that I am recognizing Hashem. And I am knowing the full meaning of that. There is the creator of me with the, with, with the capacity to know him as I am knowing him for a purpose that I am creating to accomplish and to receive the, the results of can only be me. Can it be any other creation? So I think that could uh, help to explain how these two concepts can go together. Complete service, nothing, no matter of my own, and the greatest exaltedness. And it can also help to define the true self-definition. I am created with the fullness of the potential. That closest to Hashem from the very outset, but placed in a state of a great challenge and given the mission to carry out and accomplish Hashem's purpose and creation. Ramchal describes it in such, a, such an amazing way. He calls it the event to whose hands there was given over and entrusted the mission of the perfection of the entire world. It's, not, it's, it's a servant who's not just carrying out orders. He's functioning as the servant who's entrusted with this purpose of the creation. What greatness, what closeness. So if we can feel some of that, we'll be doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good, but it would seem like it's only it's only logical. Just it follows. It's all contained. The moon and Hashem contains within it. It's it's compelling logic. Does anybody see any reason, any basis to uh, draw a different conclusion? Any other conclusion? I, hope not. I, I would just say for the people that didn't have that initial clarity to then interpret the tzivoy as just a reaffirmation is difficult because you didn't have the original affirmation on a personal level. Oh, okay, that's true, that's true. But that's why I think this exercise could be very helpful. Because if we would gather together all the knowledge that we have, and there's a lot to learn more about the complexity and the beauty and the symmetry. If you could see the Grand Canyon, and Zion National Park, and the Swiss Alps, <laughs> and the Kinneret, and the Hara Yehuda. <laughs> I was once with the Shiva Zahal Machar, a taxi. 
going from from Yerushalayim to Bnei Brak, and just like like the, the, the motion of the beauty of Har Yehuda, so it's much more beautiful than the Alps, because <laughs> the Neshama feels it. But if you could see all the beauty in creation all at once, you could see the the, the depth of DNA of, of, of a cell phone, <laughs> how this chip is contained all the information that was ever available in the history of the world is contained in this. You could see how all that exists. So would there be any question? Yes, is the creator. With me knowing this, with me knowing him, for what? Oh, there has to be something. There has to be something great. It can only be Further, further connection to him, of course. But whatever that's going to be, he'll reveal it to us. He'll, he'll, he'll make it known to us. But do I know who I am? What I am? Yes, I know what I am. I know Hashem is the, the one who has put, put this universe into being and given me to have a connection with him, to carry out the purpose of his creation. Oh, so I know I am his ever. I know he is my Melech. Can I not know? Just a matter of the fullness of the perception, of the, the, the awareness of it, embracing it, the, the not being afraid of it because of the misconceptions of what it means to be a servant, all the negative connotations that has that built up in our mind of, of self-negation. Of deprivation, etc. No, there will be no loss. Will there be challenge? Oh, yes, great challenge. <laughs> Missions, battles, yes. There will be, there will be a lot to work at. Yes, yes, there will be. Yes, I mean this. Yes, there will be a lot of work to do. Will I be afraid of it? No, I won't be afraid of it. I'll be able to be Tamil Mashem Kecha. Whatever Hashem is bringing to me, I can accept it. I can know it's good. I can know it's coming from love. The creation can only be to bestow good, and everything in it can only be to bring to bring good, bring ultimate good. Okay, so then I can, I can embrace it. I can know that there will be a way that I can handle it with Hashem's help. So I don't have to be resisting it. I don't have to be afraid of it. I don't have to push it away. So then I can come to know it. That's my humble suggestion of how to read this Ramban and how to live our life. And, you know, there could be a looming uh, challenge. It could be a fear that can I really embrace this? What if my behavior isn't matching it already? Or may not always match it. So there could be like so some kind of a fear to, to know this truth. And the fear is essentially because if I don't live fully up to it, then what's that going to cause me to feel about myself? And to that, we have to utilize the same technique. That, that bad feeling about myself 
will essentially also be another challenge that Hashem has designed to cause that kind of a negativity against myself. And we have to be aware of that and be, you know, allowing that and not prevented by that. But essentially, I think the hope is to look at it like a new experiment. This is something that we may have never really attempted before. And of course, we can't expect that the, the peak clarity is going to stay with us 24-7 for the rest of our life. We can have an understanding and a, and a, a bolt of, of beauty that can be amazing. Just breathtaking for a moment. Like has happened to some people when they saw the Grand Canyon. So this is this is the point. And there could be other moments that we have a peak point of good inspiration, good clarity. And then the, the, the job becomes how to find a way to keep contact with it. Well, the Torah has given us Kriyashma twice a day. There is a system in place to try to help us, but that's not going to work by itself. It's going to require ongoing good learning and maintaining the good connection and the and the watching out for the things that could try to say, drive us away, so to speak. But essentially we should take it as an experiment. Let's see the let's see where this could take me. We should not expect that it's going to be immediately absolutely life transforming. That's you know asking a little bit too much. But that it could <laughs> place a foundation, that could be a foundation for some good transformative things. I think it could. I think it could be. So, uh, like I always say, all good reaction to this at any time is uh, greatly appreciated. Can't say eagerly awaited. <laughs> <laughs> but eagerly desired. So you know how to reach me.